Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mountain West Wire football podcast, mwwire.com. You can find, uh, what do we got here, Josh? Winners and losers, bowl projections, previews, all sorts of randomness that goes on. So week five is in the books, and uh, we're going to get to your game because you attended a game that was um, kind of eventful, or was it just stupid eventful? <laughs> uh, it was the first half of stupid eventful. Mm. So. We're referring to Colorado State Utah Tech, which we'll get to, which normally, we know how it is. Those games, yeah, they should, there shouldn't be much going on, but a certain coach in a certain city was um no we want it all but let's let's just get to it right now we're starting to touch late apologies because I'm always late apparently on certain things Josh <laughs> but let's get to games here so we're gonna go chronological order as we typically do despite again I'm using ESPN.com which I should not Josh do you want to take a gander of what game it tells me the first game of the day was for Saturday Fresno State yeah exactly <laughs> the last game of the day but we're not starting there which was a game of itself Utah State UConn. 34-33, Utah State wins because Ike Larson, who is a legit, one of the best defenders in the conference, blocks a PAT. Did you did you happen to see how he had the block? Did you see the, the game-winning play? I, I, I didn't. I couldn't tell if it was from the side or if he jumped over somebody. No, he just ran. Like, he just, like, came out of nowhere. It's almost like the Patriots blocked a couple weeks ago. Not yeah. that he ran vert parallel to the line, but, like, he broke through that quickly. And, like, he was... Deep in the backfield, and if he wanted to, he probably could have picked it up and ran it back for two. But can, what are we? What is Utah State doing here? They went back to Cooper Lega, who had three touchdown passes. Well, that that was because, um, yeah, that got a concussion. He had the concussion, but which is well, okay. I'm gonna pause my phrase. I was gonna say something in the pro, in proper order. Lou got Lega looked good. McCahill said before he got that wasn't great. And now what do they do at quarterback? Right? He comes in, there's three touchdowns, come in for Hillstead, who knows how long he'll be out with that concussion. But it's like I just do the shrug emoji for Utah State, because every the past couple games, James Madison, um oh, who did they play before? But all, sec, all these second half comebacks either work or don't work. And so, I, what do we make of it? Like, what is your optimistic or anything about this team? Because they got the win. Air Force game was a mess second half. James Madison, again, like I mentioned. Iowa started, Iowa start, they started off slow going down, what, 14-0. Like, it's a legit question. Is this team any good? I don't – I feel like they can be. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just – they're almost like I, – I don't want to compare them exactly to CSU, but CSU is kind of the same way. Where you know it's slow starts and then they pick it up, but I I don't know if that's what this Utah State team is trying to be. I feel like they're they're trying to be that complete team, and then they just that slow start seems like what is actually more of them, and then the, the them picking it up is the opponents just like letting off. It, it could be because it was seventeen seven and a half time, but it didn't seem like that because 
watching part of the game, like you, like you get you know Jim Moore Jr. down there coaching them, and the game started off actually okay. They got the interception, and then nothing really happens. Back and forth turnovers, messy game. UConn scores 14 points off those turnovers, and it's 14-0 and 17-0 before even a field goal. It's like they were outclassed, outplayed. The defense did a couple of things, like stopping them on the turnover and downs where UConn was basically – they wanted to basically kill Utah State out that fourth and one inside the red zone. Mm-hmm. So they thought, oh, we want to score here, go up 21-0. They, get, they still get points. But like this team – they're just so Jekyll and Hyde because Idaho State game, I take nothing from that. Who cares if you scored 78 points? But I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because Legault was looked fine. Part He's played so sporadically for like three years. He comes in with Hillstead, the injury. It's like they have no running game. They have Jalen Royals. Like, where the heck did he come from, man? Three touchdowns, 100, nearly 200 yards. I just, this team's just, it's, they're the pass. I'm flabbergasted, as you can tell, everybody. But the past couple of years, Josh, like how confident we've been in this team. It's always been, I don't know, they're a second-half team. Like even when they won the conference title, there's still questions about it. Yeah, and, and I think like, you know, and shout-out to all the Utah State fans who ride with the team. But like they were getting angry at us for not like picking them um, and ranking them higher and stuff. When Why? I, in, in that conference championship year. And we always responded with, well, no one knows what this team actually is. Like they more than likely could have lost the majority of those games that year, but somehow pulled it out in the end. And then the year before they was the opposite. Yeah. And so like, this is a good, like having this perseverance and having that huge third quarter. Cause I believe they scored if I'm correct here, 24 straight points in a row. Cause they were down 17. Oh, so they ran off 24 in a row, which is great. And that fourth quarter is pretty exciting back and forth to 16, it was 16 to 10 for the final, then blocking the extra point, which is a heck of a way to get a walk off victory. Mm-hmm. They, they call, so they, they did a couple things okay, but that fourth, like they, they're just, they have no running game. We thought with like the transfer of Briggs coming in, he would do something. But when Lagarde, you had Lagarde and Hillstead lead your team in rushing, and Hillstead obviously left with a concussion. You had Faison with 17 yards, Briggs had 17 yards as well. They have no explosive running game. I do not expect this team to be able to throw as well as much as they did and win. And was there an issue with Terrell Vaughn? Did he not? Why did he not? Did he not play or something? He had no receptions in this game. Was he out? Do you recall? I not off the top of my head, and um, a quick search of Google doesn't say anything. Yeah, I was because I watched the game on mute and doing a few things in the morning and caught up in a second off later. But so I was just curious. I'm like, he's. Legit players. So if they have the other 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 ones who can come in and do something explosive like Jalen Royals did, but this team's two and three. They beat UConn, which it's not saying much because UConn's terrible. Honestly, they're winless. You're telling me they got Fresno, no chance at San Jose State. Yeah, like they're they're sitting at three win, two wins. I think I put them in the bowl projection this week again just because they won. But I don't have too much confidence. This is their first FBS win of the year, too. This is like their first legit win. And it's against one of the worst teams in the country. So when they play your Rams next next time, next week, that's a that's probably toss-up at, at worst. It opened apparently it opened as at a pick as a pick'em. Okay. Aggies at home in a pick'em. Okay, that that makes sense. Alright, what do we got for the next game here? Where, where are we going here? Do you want to go to Boise Memphis? 
Yeah, that's that was that was next up. Is Boise just a bad football team? Uh, I don't want to say that because, but they're not um, good either. I also think it's partially on Taylor at this point. I don't think it's I don't think it's an offensive play caller. I just I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I really don't. He he can make plays, and he's good at that. But I feel like Maddox Madsen is the is the better quarterback. Even um, Mike Prater with um, yeah. the Broncos, the I think it's Broncos News Nation or something. Broncos like Nation News. Yeah, Broncos Nation News. Um, even he wrote an article calling for a quarterback change today. So I feel like they need because who do they have next. They get San Jose State next. I feel like that's a game where you roll out uh, Matson and see what he can do. Because I saw the article. It's been a paywall at the moment. I know over there, BJ Rains, they make them, I think, all free eventually. There's also mentioned in that piece like a quarter a coaching dismissal, but possibly he's looking at. But we've talked about the preview, and we'll get to the Memphis game in a second. But the bigger thing is what's going on with this team because the quarterback situation we mentioned, this is his third offensive coordinator. He had one last year for a minute, fired, when Hank Bachmeyer transferred. Dirk Cutter is a genius and does great things. And then now the replacement. And I, I this, this is the reason, like, this is not to toot my own, horn, my own horn, say, oh, you know what you're talking about, you're amazing. There's a reason I did not want to put him as a preseason player of the year or best first-team quarterback. I wanted to see more of what he could do. And I know he, he was talented last year and did well. But I'm like, I'd want and my pick of Shavon Cordero and most people's picks doesn't look good either. <laughs> so it's not like we we get everything right here, Josh. But that Matt that is a big reason where a guy who started I think eight games played in ten or twelve last year, and we'll see. They have, if not for Ashton Genty, and then when Matson came in, who was pretty effective, those two touchdown passes completed near ever, nearly every pass he has. They have a good receiver in Eric McAllister, Billy Bowens, um, Stephen Cobb. Like all these guys are catching passes, but they their defense. This is a weird game because if we get back, obviously the Memphis game here, like the first quarter was slow, but they were just not able to just get it done. Like I, I would assume if you had Maddox the whole game or Maddox Mats, excuse me, have been flipped, they would have won this game because it was still close. Even like before Taylor Game was out, it was still a close ball game. It wasn't like there was this massive comeback when they switched quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't. I I headed over to the stadium before I think I saw the switch. So I mean, if the biggest because or I I headed out at halftime when it was seventeen seven Boise, you know, Memphis runs off, um, actually, yeah, twenty eight straight points at one point, and then they they make a little bit of a comeback. But I I I want to see Matson. I feel like he's the better option for this team. Um, and, the, and that's no offense to Taylor Green. He's a great athlete. I just don't think he's the right quarterback to lead the Broncos. And also, we should mention too. I did, I just um, because we should have probably led with this the blocked field goal for a touchdown. <laughs> that, exactly, yeah. that got yeah. And so that's a that's a ten point swing, and that's literally the difference of the game. And that was in the second half when it made it twenty one seventeen. But it, what you do see with Matt, Maddox Matts out there, he's throwing the ball. He completed with eleven to fourteen. The two touchdown passes. Finding like one of his touchdown passes was to Ashton Genty. So, or to, be, me, to, okay, to be fair, I'm going to phrase that. That's first scored by Ashton Genty. Oh yeah, I, I'm just saying. Like, hey, he's a he's a real deal, man. Right? He's a man. 
two reception touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. I don't think it's been announced, but I'm pretty sure he might. There's a good chance he can be player of the week offensively, I think. And so, like, Memphis, like, what the, here's the, the other side of it. People, okay, I was reading the DM or comments on Twitter from that parade or piece and everything, because I didn't get to it, but it's not just a quarterback. How many times have we mentioned the secondary getting burned? Like, they lost so many players, and it's just not recovered. And, and they've been hurt, too. They have injuries, they have deep passes. Like, Rock Taylor, had, there are two passes over 50, two touchdowns, no picks. Like, Seth Hennigan did fine, 269, nothing amazing, but they made big plays passing the ball. Yeah. And they – the defense played okay, like seven TFLs. But, like, overall, it's like they just – this. what do people want for Boise State? This is not a team from 15, 10 years – not even eight years ago that's going to go 11-2. They don't have the quarterback. They haven't had a – when's their last good quarterback they had? Is that freaking Grant Hendricks? Joe Southwick? <laughs> no, Brett was pretty good. Okay, sorry. Okay. I missed Brett Rampin. But how long ago was he? He's three. He's like four quarterbacks ago, right? Yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. You, well, you had Hank Bachmeyer for multiple years. Oh, you have like five years. Tail and Green now, a year and a half. So it's only that's a good five years. They haven't had to have a good quarterback in a while. Yeah. This team just needs, and with George Lonnie still injured and not playing, that's a problem because having both running backs, if Lonnie was somewhat healthy, like they didn't play extremely well offensively, and they still nearly won this game. Despite having a terrible miscue, so they're kind of are they're kind of close. I like I made the joke: Are they a good football team or bad? But Memphis is solid. Memphis is four and one. So it's, and it was a road game. It's not like it was a pushover that they it took to the wire where the fourth quarter was fifteen to fourteen, two point conversion play. Boise State earns, but they just they ran out of time. Like they had the when they punted after, I'll say the biggest swing of the game was the block field goal touchdown. Then they go nine plays and have to punt the ball, and then Memphis comes around and scores again. Yeah, you're down. You're t- like, what do you think of this play here? So they're down four points. They're at the Memphis 38 yard line, eight yards away for a first down. Taylor Green, like, still playing for some reason at that point. He hasn't been taken out yet at that point. If I'm if I reading this correctly here, yeah. Do you not just go for it there? Like that's a weird place to punt. I know it's fourth and eight. Fourth and eight on the thirty-eight. Memphis, How much time's left on the clock? Uh, basically the full quarter. So you only down by four. They, uh, numbers say punt. I agree. It's like they didn't get the ball back. That's what. So I'm just kind of curious because they the next two times they got the ball, they scored, and maybe they should have made a switch at halftime. Like it's. I mean, we can second guess them all night. Well, I'm just looking at it here because we look at their possession second half, punt. They drove down and missed a field goal. They go nine plays to punt, then they switch. So, I would assume they go with Maddox next week. Maddox Mason there and see what they, when they play. Uh, Who did you say they got to get next week? San Jose State. That's, a, that's an interesting one. It's a, it's at home. Um, we'll see, but they're just like a they're just a football team. That's all there's to it. There's nothing outside of Genty. There's nothing elite about this team. I don't know. Let's move. Let's move on. What, what's our next game here? Uh, Hawaii UNLV. Oh boy! Did you see what Split Zone Duo said? Eight win Hawaii team coming their way. You mean eight win UNLV? Or sorry, eight win UNLV. Scar. I had the Hawaii logo pop up in front of me. Eight win Rebels. Yeah. So they're four and one. What do they got left. Well, they still play Jaden yeah. Maeva this game. 
because Doug Brumfield's still out. I mean, they haven't. Ha- they honestly, I wouldn't even rush him back. I'd almost redshirt them if they could. Yeah, see what you can do because they like Hawaii's defense. Yeah, it's not very good. But they are. I think I put on Twitter. FBI puts him like at a ninety-four percent chance to get to a bowl game. It would be their second, third bowl game this century, essentially since like two thousand. First one in eight years or something, ten years, just about. Yeah. But they took care of business in this game. They didn't even need to throw the ball all that well. They only had eleven completions. They scored forty-four points. Like this was a game where it's like, okay, you score forty-four points. Tell me how rebels are doing it. You would think it would be done a little bit, just kind of. Maybe slightly different. They took care of Hawaii turnovers, a fumble for a touchdown. They had um, whatever interception late in the game. Doesn't matter. They had touchdown plays that were all under like, a lot of them were under ten yards. Like they were moving the ball, kicking field goals. They're being aggressive. They went for it on. Um, I sorry, that's why they went for it. My bad. Look at the wrong thing here. But this team, it, is it Brendan Marion? Is it Brent, uh, Barry Odom? Like, what's the reason they're doing so well? Because if you look at just like the pure, they ran the ball extremely well. So I guess we can start there. Obviously, Josh with with Blaster, uh, Jet Thomas, Vincent Davis, they were guys you're getting just running over this this Hawaii defense. I mean that they've done it two weeks in a row now, where all UNLV's just run the ball because it's worked. Like they they use the pass to keep it honest. Usually teams do that in reverse, but like you said, Hawaii just isn't good defending the run. I mean, they they held um, Jaden to less than or just over fifty percent through the air, but and then but then they couldn't stop it on the ground. So I don't really know. We we think they're okay, but sometimes they show us they're not. Yeah, and like this this particular game, like I like this rivalry game. It's they got the cool trophy and everything. Okay, they, oh, I gotta laugh at this. Did you see Braden Shaker's? Uh, Rushing totals. <laughs> oh, six for a minus 46? Yes. <laughs> Those yeah. are all sacks. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's just funny. No, I know. They got, I was going to say he got sacked six times, 10 TFL. So it, I just thought I just kind of want to get a chuckle of that minus 46 yards, which I'm like, that's exactly six. Yeah, exactly. His six sacks. He did not rush once intently. But also, like we mentioned, the Rebel offense, like running the ball at least. Their defense, I know it's Hawaii and. Yeah, they gave up 300 yards in the air to Brandon Schrager because the run and shoot, you give up yards. Like, especially, dude, give a shout to Steve McBride. He had 180 and a touchdown. But 10 TFLs, like this defense, like Jonathan Baldwin is a player. Like they have, um, who was I looking at here? Who's the, um, what's his name? Shoot. I'm going to pass. Who's the linebacker that injured from UNLV like two years ago? Do you recall? For UNLV? Yeah. Remember, like he Did was he? like, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll move on. But there's one, he's not on this list here. I'm trying to recall, but he was like legit. Oh, Brendan Scott, that's right. Like, he doesn't even do anything this game, right? Like, and so they get out the quarterback, they get after Hawaii's offensive line, which isn't very good. Ty- Tyler Hines is not doing what people thought he would do. Nine for 43 is nothing. They just got to blow the doors blown off of them. They're down 20, like 23 at halftime. Rebels just – they just crushed them. Like, this team – UNLV never does this, Josh. They're a team where if they win, it's – it could be ugly. It's like, oh, it's because the other team played bad. This is not a, a situation where, oh, they – Hawaii just played terrible. Hawaii couldn't run the ball because UNLV stopped them. They they passed the ball pretty well just because that's what their offense does. But they still got a pick and sacked them six times. This team 
Like how? What's your like optimistic for a Rebels team if they stick, even they stick with my my or excuse my Maeva? Because Brumfield, like you said, like well maybe you don't need him right now and see how long you can ride it with this guy. Uh, I mean, I, I can see seven with the CSU game being a toss up, and maybe San Jose State being a toss up too. Can they be any? Can they be any of the combo combo of Fresno, Wyoming, or Air Force? I'd have to give them Wyoming. You think they if can? You made, if you made me pick one, <laughs> it's Wyoming. Okay. And and I, and I'm not saying that as a biased CSU fan. I'm just saying out of those three, Wyoming would be the would be the easiest in quotation marks. Yeah, exactly. Win out of those three. We got Fresno on the road, Air Force on the road. I guess that means even San Jose State, which I'm still hanging on by a thread that they're a pretty good team, but they're not really. I should just give it a hang it up. But they're, yeah, I agree with you. Even in Wyoming, that's not going to clearly not going to be the easy game for them anyways. That's going to be tricky. Yeah. But I think, and I think I, I could almost guarantee if this, like this offense, like look at their scoring, 44 versus Bryant, 40 versus Vanderbilt, 45 versus, they scored 40 points in all but one game this year and they when they got lost, they lost to Michigan. Is it too early? To, like they got the Canyon game next week. They're gonna. They might score. They should score fifty against Wolfpack. Yeah, probably. And I also think Brendan Marion. He's gonna get a head coaching job next year. I think. There's the or a good or a better OC job possibly. I don't see why that's off the table. Yeah, maybe it depends on how much money the, uh, the Fertitta butters throw at him. <laughs> I did hear something about because you know Barry Odom came from Arkansas. Like, I'll just yeah. have him come back and be their head coach next year. I don't know if that's the case. But I did hear a little bit of talk about that. We'll see. We'll see. So, Hawaii, 2-4. and four. It's still a work in progress for Hawaii. It's like you've got to have some sort of running game in the run and shoot, which they don't have. It's not, like, a necessity, but they got to do a little bit better, I think, right? Yeah, they have to. All right. Is mean, it, oh, what do you we got? are seeing some changes. Like, they've shown some Good performances, but there still needs to be major strides made. Yeah, because their longest run was 13 yards. Like, yeah. even even take away sack yardages, that's 26, or let's go this, 20 for 92. That's not enough. You only ran for 307 yards and had three players do amazing things. So, and then even Maeva scrambled and got 32 yards. So, what's next? Is it your CSU game? Are we there yet? No, we are at uh. New Mexico, Wyoming. Hey, do we do we need to give you a round of applause for saying it was close? I I brought up the stat. You Since are. Since 2014, Craig Bull is now five and five against New Mexico. Good job. You're five. You're 500. 35-26 Wyoming gets to win. And also, like Matt mentioned on Twitter, like Devin Dampier, Dampier for New Mexico, four six, 41 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe <laughs> they got a little something there. I mean, that was just because Dylan Hawkins is ineffective. I mean, he, he'd been effective to start to, to start the year, but then okay. he ran into the to a buzzsaw that is Wyoming. And then, yeah, the Wyoming, like, we know what their defense is. It's really good. And okay, it's funny, Stalin, 4-6, 41 yards, 2 TDs for Dampier there. But this game, like, New Mexico scoring 26 points is pretty impressive against the Wyoming defense for what we've typically seen, what they what they could do. Because they held Texas to base it to what ten points or three three plus quarters. Mm-hmm. They Texas Tech after being down seventeen zero gave up basically nothing the rest of the way. App mm-hmm. State only twenty seven points. So the Mexico put up the second most third most points on the year out of five games. 
But I get, and I guess the good thing about Wyoming, New Mexico helps a lot of things, Josh. Andrew Peasley looked. Uh, I'm not gonna say good, but what do we? What do you use? A uh, pedestrian extra? Was he like a little bit better than pedestrian in this game? I mean, I, I for Wyoming standards, he was great. Oh, I mean, there you go. That's a good way to put it. He's for, for sixteen to twenty-five for one hundred ninety-four to <laughs> touchdown. I mean, I think that would. I think Craig Bull would take that any day of the week. This is honestly the stat line they probably should strive for every week for a quarterback yeah. in this range. Because Harrison Whaley took over because he's the only running back they have now. 191 yards, had a huge 66-yard breakaway. And also, Peasley's not throwing to three players. He threw to, what, 10 different players on this team that caught a catch? They only had, like, the highest catcher was three with a couple guys. Yep. But the big thing, big thing is game, which I, which was amazing for me, that third quarter they exploded for them, 17 points. Well, where they just... Good. Yeah, New Mexico got gashed. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. know if they were, I don't know if the altitude started affecting them or what. Yeah, because, well, here's part of it, too. You get that long drive to start the half for Wyoming for just a field goal. Quick interception. One quick play for a touchdown. It's 22-9. That game's basically over. That was that 46-yard here to the way LeBron. But, like, the rest of the game, like, New Mexico, they had that long field goal drive, but everything was, like, three and out. They had the one touchdown. But they were just... That little bit of stretch to start, which is very important, the start of the third quarter, them getting beat for those um, mistakes, and just um, that was kind of the ball game there. When there, when Wyoming's up like nine points to anybody, you're basically over. They're just gonna suffocate you. Even though New Mexico did make a little bit of a comeback there in that fourth quarter, but Lobos don't necessarily. Obviously, we know Josh they don't necessarily have the offense to uh, move the ball that well. Even though they like. That last drive, 11 plays, 99 yards. That's pretty impressive to go down there and score, doing what they did on that drive, converting. Um, they only needed two third downs, but that was a pretty impressive drive for them to go 99 and get touched up to make the score look better than what it was. Because after that, in Mexico, or excuse me, Wyoming's like, yeah, we'll just kind of screw around and kick a field goal just to make sure we got this game for sure, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they got the, um, what was it there? Um Personal foul penalty and just stuff going on. It's like not good. The, the return and everything. But New Mexico, I guess they're showing showing a little bit of improvement, right? Can we say that? Two and three? Absolutely. I mean, they, like they've shown. We'll have to see who, who they when they play next. If they, if they could get, if they could keep it up, but if they can keep it up for the rest of the year, yeah, I'd, I'd say this team is is greatly improved. I would agree. There, it just depends on quarterbacks. It's part of it is. With uh, the new OC coming in from UAB, they ran the ball pretty much 200 plus yards. Decent receiving, like overall receiving was fine. Passing receiving, it's just uh, they're just they're getting there. They're if they are if you're telling me Josh like oh we're switching quarterbacks we're doing this they lose 30 to 10 against this Wyoming team. But having it be close and giving fight in the fourth quarter, that's kind of all what you want for this team right now. Then the wins will come down the road. So. All right, next game. Moving down the be moving down the schedule here. Now we're at Colorado State. So why does Utah Tech coaches? Was he such a jerk? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people were saying they thought he wanted the fans to leave because a lot of them did after the second lightning delay. So what's lightning delay? Thirty minutes. So it's thirty minutes from any lightning strike in the pat in in within eight miles. Okay. And so we had the first one, then it triggered again, which the which ended up being like fifty minutes. Yeah. 
Then we played the majority of the second quarter. Then with less than two minutes left, we uh, they got the other one, and that's when the majority of the fans started to leave. So why what why do you what do you think if you want to think about the coach, why does he want because what happened instead of just going from second the last few minutes in second period to finish it right away, why do you is it just the fans leaving? Is there any other reason he want a full halftime as well? I mean it could it could also be he trying to keep CSU out of a rhythm because we saw everyone saw how disorganized they became in the second quarter. And so it's just Maybe he just wanted to see if he could keep them, keep them on ice for as long as he could. Whatever their secondary was was not working. Like Braden Fowler, Nicol Nicolosi, like he lit them up. Troy Horton had is this probably his best game ever as a Ram? Three TDs, two hundred twenty-seven yards. Has to be. Right? He's yardage wise probably. Um, I think he's had. Let me see if I can take a quick look. He's had multiple three touchdown games before. I just don't know if it um, if if he had a high like in terms of catches and yardage. I don't know if he's had a better one. Yeah, this game. But so, what do you make from this? There, there's we're not going to spend too much time with this. But what do you make of this game winning forty-one twenty? Is it the offense just went crazy that you're glad to see a quarterback do as well as Braden did? I I mean, he got a little sloppy in the second quarter. But that's that's just standard freshman freshman mistakes, and he and he took responsibility for a lot of it. But a lot of fans are very excited from what we see because we can see he has that swagger that we've been missing for a while. He has the big playability, and then he he just needs to learn a little bit. You know, instead of throwing it barely to the sideline when you're trying to throw it away, throw it into the stands because that was one of the interceptions was he was trying to throw it away and he just didn't throw it out of bounds far enough. And those will come with him figuring things out once he plays more games. Just because, you said freshman guy, it's like, yeah, we'll do mistakes here and there. So, next game, where are we going here? Um, what's going San Diego State Air Force. <sighs> where did you put Air Force in your poll this week? Have you done your power poll yet? I, I put him in number one. Is it even close? It, it became closer after... Fresno State uh, barely beat – I shouldn't say barely, but only put up 29 points against Arizona State. Well, plus eight in turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the gap widened a little bit after they put the beat down on Kent State, but then it completely flipped this week with what the Falcons did to San Diego State and how poorly Fresno State played. I, I agree with you. We'll get to that in a minute. I put Air Force One and moved them this weekend. My point, like you beat Purdue, cool. You beat Arizona State. Those two teams are probably the, almost the worst in each of their conference. You get a win, but there's other reasons. They should be better. Well, they're fine. They're winning games. That's all you can ask for, but not overly impressive or as, as dominant as they should be. But this game, Air Force outscored San Diego State 42-10 to in the second and third period. What is wrong in San Diego? Like, their defense is just dreadful, particularly this game. Okay, I won't say overall, but it's not been what it has been. They were they had a like Air, we know what Air Force does, Josh. They run the option attack. Kate Harris did fine. Dylan Carson, Zach Lear. Like John Lee Eldridge barely is playing this year and it doesn't matter. <laughs> he has four rushes for twenty four yards. They actually threw the ball seven times, multiple couple touchdowns there. 
Yeah, they average they average twenty seven yards a, a completion. Oh, that's wild. San Jose's defense is not good. Only three. They got no pressure. Three TFLs. No sacks. Even though it's hard, but they threw seven times. Jalen Maiden. I was hoping it'd be better. And I've been saying this for a while. There's like no running game for San Diego State. When their defense is just okay, they're not a good team. Like they're just. I left them in the bowl bowl thing for one more week because I looked at who they have coming up. And there'll be some conference. Oh, we're four and four now because who they have next couple weeks. I think they have Nevada and um, Hawaii. Probably should win both of those. But Air Force's defense is legit, and they shut down everything here. They picked off Maiden. They just they were just no pressure. Like no, we're like we're taking no mercy here. We're gonna beat the crap out of you. Your offense sucks. Your defense is can't touch what we're doing. We give the ball to anybody, but we're scoring touchdowns. They have a pick six in this game, which I saw the stat, but I don't recall what it was. It's like they put up something on the screen, something about defensive touchdowns. It's like the first one Air Force has had in a very long time. That seems very surprising to me because, well, yes, Air Force does have a very good offense. They've always been kind of known for their defense as well. Past couple years, yeah. And typically they'll just knock stuff down. Maybe it's just touchdowns are hard to come by. So that is true. And obviously, it's the the most obvious statement ever, right? Oh, defense defense and touchdowns are hard, guys. Let me tell you, you got to get the ball from the other team <laughs> and go back and score without it being tackling you. <laughs> but but San Jose, it's embarrassing. They go three and outs. What and four and out? I think what seven times. So they had. Let's see if we can count. Real yeah, quick. they had four two punts on two four plays, two on three, but yeah, four times. They went they had to punt within four plays. Yeah. Like their touchdown drive was quite impressive the first one. It took them they basically pulled an Air Force. Seventeen plays, eighty yards, almost ten minutes. They just kept and when I saw them, I'm like, okay, they're and they went forward and fourth down and got it as well. So they moved down, they get the touchdown. There's actually on a, a maiden pass. It goes back and forth, but that was the only impressive thing all day, and I kinda figured, okay, they're gonna hold the ball, not allow that Air Force rush attack just to gas their defense. And that's the only thing good in that game. Yeah, they got a field goal at the end of half. But they were shut out in the second half. Three of the four quarters are shut out. This Aztec, like, what are they going? I was hoping Ryan Lindley, they'd be a passing team a little bit. And Maiden's kind of in the same spot as Taylor Green. Came in last year, probably through. Give him an offseason, give him this. But it's not... And I'm not blaming Maiden, but like for Air, for San Diego State standards, he was fine. 13-24. Probably want to kind of narrow that gap of completion to incompletion. He's 122, whatever, touchdown pick. That's okay. But they don't, like Keenan and Christian, like they don't run the ball. Half his yards came in one play. They went 58. They're not good. They're bad. I don't I don't know if it, they just need more time. If they're, I'd have to double check their roster to see if they're playing the young guys. But you brought up the point. Yeah, like Jalen Maiden is basically just Taylor Green. Mm-hmm. They're they're great athletes and they can make plays. But San Diego State needs a quarterback, a true quarterback, and I'm not sure they even have one on the roster at the moment. They've needed a quarterback for decades, man. Like since Ryan Lindley was playing, they haven't had a quarterback. <laughs> like Christian Chapman, like that's what they really need. Honestly, like, that's the kind of QB they need. So a better stat line, say Maiden was. Win doesn't matter, but but going something like eighteen and seventeen and twenty four, one eighty a pick a touchdown no picks, 
or maybe like you yeah. want to average out a pick a T one point five to half a TD to half a pick a game, something like that. Like he throws a year where he's like seven interceptions and 29, 20 touchdowns or something. But with that, they don't have a running game either. So it's not like okay, well rely where passing games just okay, but they have nobody who can run the ball either. Yeah, and they haven't had a good running back in a couple of years. I don't know, man. They're just in Air Force. They're legit. We're gonna talk about Air Fresno in a second. I would love if it was a twelve and zero Air Force versus a twelve and zero Fresno State. Well, well, hold on. Do they play each other? No, they don't. No. Yeah, it could happen. Also, why is Air Force not ranked? Because everyone's scared of the triple option. I agree with you. They're better than they're better than Fresno State, or at least playing better than Fresno State. So Fresno State wraps up the night. I watched more of this game than I thought he would because I was like, oh, it's going to be a blowout. So Fresno State has – and we're in our DMs. You probably saw our buddy Brandon chatting about it too. Their offensive line is not very good. They have problems. Well, yeah. Mickey – Seven sacks. Yeah, well, Keen was sacked twice this game. No, no, but the other way around. So not the Fresno State defensive front. They're great. But he was only sacked twice, but he was hurried – so many times. Like, he had to step in the pocket, the sidestep. Like, there was timers breaking through and getting them. So imagine when they play an actual, obviously much better defense down the road. So that could be a concern for them. The only way, like, it was close out on 14-0. It was not great. They were not doing anything. Blake Sherrod did fine running the ball, but he had that one huge run, that was it. Like, Jalen Gill was their guy who scored the points for them in the air. Like, Keen was fine, but why are they not scoring more points against a bad football team? It, it could be this, you know, this team is just getting lucky. They're playing to the level of their opponents. Yeah. Because as you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, Purdue's not that good of a team. Close so they just, have, they've been able to make the plays, but at the same time, they tend to play down is what it seems like to me. Had they played a good team, two interceptions that they punt, that led to a punt, that could be a difference in the game. Yeah. And also, <laughs> that late touchdown, people aren't happy if you took 24 and a half in this game, too. <laughs> winning only 27, winning 27-9. Hold on. Let's see. I, mean, I may have I, – I forget if I picked the over or not for that. Well, the over was like 50. I did. I told people to pick the over. Ah, uh, you missed it by quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, what, what, That's what Fresno State does to me. So if this game is 27-2, would you have any difference at all, or does it matter that they only put 27 points? With how good we know this Fresno State team could be, I don't think their fans should be happy that if they don't put up 40 points against bad teams. Yeah, because when you look at – they beat Kent State – oh, sorry, I'm looking at the bad schedule, sorry. Yeah, they, what was the Kent State game where they put 47 points against them? It was like they covered the over by themselves. It was like it's fifty-three. Okay, so I pulled up Nevada's schedule now because I'm curious what they're scoring per game. But a Nevada team, not great. Like, they, yeah, they've been yeah fifty-three, twenty-nine to ASU, thirty-four Eastern Washington, thirty-nine Purdue, thirty-six point four a game. That's not that's not bad. Obviously, it's good, right? But when you're like when they play Wyoming next week, they could lose that game thirteen to ten. <laughs> they could then. 
a lot of people will know what Mountain West football actually is. Exactly. And the, and one thing about this, why that I kind of joke with that, Fresno's defense is legit. You mentioned the seven sacks. Seven sacks, 11 TFLs. That is wild. They had one, two, three, four, five, six different people get a sack or a sack and a, a half a sack or more. They were just harassing Nevada, and they had to go to A.J. Bianco, who ended up getting a TD, but Brendan Lewis led the team in rushing. Sean Dollars literally did nothing. Spencer Curtis is a solid player. And they also have a couple of defenders that are decent, but Fresno should win. They should have scored more, obviously, 30-plus points. Yeah. And you're right. I think this does look like a classic. Let's play who let's play as well as our team is, opponent. Eastern Washington, overtime, 34-31. That's not good. No. Do you have the do you know what the line is for this game, the Fresno Wyoming game next week? Do you have that in front of you? Uh when I checked, because it was already available before this past Saturday. Oh, that's game. right. You put it in like a minus three for Fresno, right? Yeah. Hold on, let me see if that's changed. Uh, give me one second. I'm trying to stink, because that that's gonna be and that also game where I'm looking it up is gonna be on regular Fox, six PM mountain time, so that's a pretty big deal. Going to Laramie. So that's gonna be an exciting uh it's always a good atmosphere, but it's good to get some national pub on a ranked team and go up against a Wyoming team who's already beat a Big 12 team despite Texas Tech not being very good. It is currently Fresno State minus six. Would you take that right now? Uh, I think I uh, – not with the way this Fresno team is Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't think I'm wrong saying, like, it could be first to 20 and it's only by a field goal difference. It could be first to 10. I'll give Fresno a little more credit than that. A little bit. <laughs> but it's also like Andrew Peasley, what's he's going to do? Like, what's their running situation to be like? But so let me ask you this while we wrap it up here. You got Fresno and Air Force. Is anybody a close third? Like, who is third? If you maybe pick it, Wyoming. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Let me, okay, let me rephrase that. Wyoming is my clear third. Sorry. All right. This is the, my mistake there. I forgot about the Cowboys for a moment. I apologize, Cowboys fans. I think Air Force and Fresno are, are clear-cut 1-2. Wyoming is right there. Who'd you put four? People starting to put you at UNLV number four. I think I put UNLV number four. Because it's not Utah State. Clearly not Nevada, New Mexico, CSU, San Diego State. Boise you State. Maybe make, you could maybe make a case for Boise. Barely. I don't think you actually can. I think I did just because maybe I'm a UNLV hater at the moment and it's kind of just kind of normal to put them at the bottom. But actually, I want to see this. I like your chuckle. I actually want to see what I put, put them on there because the first three are simple. And I can understand if you still want to put Fresno number one for like who they beat. But I'm, I am I think i got to go Air Force. The Air Force should be ranked. There's no reason for them not to be ranked besides voters not actually watching these games were, but even if you just watch a box score, you beat San Diego State, who's a known commodity. Forty was it forty nine ten? AC yep. Fresno went by a decent margin. Nothing, nothing eye popping, but not like it was a good win. Nothing crazy, but just a solid win. Uh, looks like I did put you at a V number four, so I do have the Rebels four. But Utah State, I don't trust CSU, TBD, San Diego State, no. So. Anything else we need to add about this week of games? Because next week we have three games, Josh. Just three games. That's not enough. <laughs> I know. We could, we could, they'll both be like 15-minute podcasts. And they start at the same time at 6 p.m. Good job, schedule makers. Yep. 
Right? Anything you want to add about this past week or anything going on? No. Just if you have two minutes left in the second quarter after a lightning delay, just take the halftime. You already had the halftime. Just move on, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll be back next time. NWR.com. We'll have all of our stuff upcoming for the week for our three-game preview. That'll be interesting how this week goes for us. But we'll see you next time. And, yeah, everybody have a, have a good night.